the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Rolled out to my Chevrolet. I climbed down up inside. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name's Mark Salem. Alan is sitting here next to me. And between the two of us, we think we can give you good advice to help you with your car problems in just about any fashion that you have. It's easy for you to be involved in our radio show for the next two hours, and that's just call us at 602-508-0960. Gil is the pilot of the plane. He's the one that's going to answer your uh, your phone. All you have to do is give us your name. That's it. And what we would ask you to do is then tell us what kind of car you have and how many miles it's got on it, and then give us the symptoms. So we're going to start that way. Just tell us what kind of car we're talking about and then give us the symptoms. And that's kind of tough for you guys sometimes because you want to tell us how many parts you've replaced first. But we need to get to the symptoms because that kind of guides the rest of the conversation. Ladies, on the other hand, I wish they were all my customers because they give symptoms and they're not telling us how to fix their cars. But we'll take calls from either anybody, 602-508-0960. Morning, bud. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Let me tell you about my week. You ready? Yep, go ahead. All right, well, first of all, let me tell you about quality transmission. Quality transmission has been around... Um, the Tempe area for about 30 years. Bob has been the owner uh, for the entire time. Bob's on site the entire time. Bob's there every day. Bob knows a lot about transmissions. Bob's a great guy. And the reason why I recommend that if you need a transmission shop, Bob is one of the four that, that I recommend. It's important to know that each and every one of these shops, but Bob specifically, is honest. They'll drive your car. They'll talk to you. They'll spend some time with you. Now, they're not going to put your car on the rack and take the transmission out for free. They're not going to pull the oil pan for free. They're going to do things to talk to you to help identify the problem because that's what it's all about is the communication level, and that's where quality transmission really, really shines. So it's it's important to know that you can't bid a transmission repair over the phone because nobody knows what they're bidding. So you have to identify the problem first, and then and only then, after you have an itemized estimate, can you get a, a uh, you can start calling around for estimates. So we all know what it feels like to be taken for a ride and sold something we don't need. So if you need honest answers about your transmission problem, either stop by or call Bob or Steve at Quality Transmission. Okay, lady takes her car in. To, this is California, and this is the daughter of a friend of mine, uh, actually a customer of ours. So the lady takes her car in um, for a no-start condition, and it's in and out like four or five times. And nobody can figure it out, and it's just like every other thing, is when you get there, it starts. Yeah, oh yeah. It happens all the time here. <laughs> it's so, like when we pull through these gates, it's the weirdest <laughs> thing. So finally, it's, it's home, and it won't crank, it won't click, it won't do nothing. 
So I guide her to FAQ 28 on our website, MarkSalem.com, and her and I over the telephone, we diagnose it. Wow. So I am 99% sure that the starter and solenoid is defective because I've eliminated the alarm system, I've eliminated the neutral safety switch, I've eliminated a lot of stuff in the perimeters. So we talk about it. So she has it towed back to there, and lo and behold, it doesn't start while it's there. So then she, she says, you know, why don't you guys diagnose it? They say it's a starter solenoid. It's an alignment shop, by the way. An alignment shop? Yeah, it's in California. And so she authorizes the starter and the solenoid. When they're done, the car starts and runs just fine. It's got 166,000 miles on it, never had a starter solenoid. The real key here was is when she hit the key, nothing happened, but the headlights were white and bright. And as we rattled the shifter around, wiggle it in park, wiggle it in neutral, nothing happened. And then we tested the alarm system's ability to, to, to disable the starter because we created an alarm situation. Gotcha. And we had the alarm going off. Then you stick the key in and try to start it, and nothing happens. Right. But the security light's on at that point. So anyway, so she calls me back, and she says two things. Number one, three things. Number one, the car seems to be fixed. And I said, well, we'll know in the next week if it starts every time. Number two, um, I had the valve cover fixed. And I said, (laughs) (laughs) okay. I said, I didn't know anything about a valve cover. And she said, yeah, they said it was leaking. And I said, okay. I said, now, um, there are two symptoms of a valve cover that's leaking oil. And she says, okay. And I said, one of them is oil on the ground. And she says, I've, I don't have any oil on the ground ever. And I said, number two is, is the valve cover typically is above the exhaust manifolds. And so when it leaks, it leaks onto the exhaust manifolds and there's blue smoke. And when you park it, when it's hot, it blue smoke will wisp through the cracks of the hood. She says, I never had that either. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I, You're I, not supposed I, to laugh I, at okay. our customers. All right. All right. So I say to her, if you didn't have any oil leak on the ground and you didn't have any blue wisping smoke coming through the dashboard, then 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 you know what we're at right now? We're at weeping, seeping, and leaking. Yeah. Aren't we? Mm-hmm. Weeping, seeping, and leaking. Those are those are three words that that everybody understands what the situation is. Everybody knows what a weep is and what a seep is, and everybody knows what a leak is. But in those there's people in our industry that use those words. To create bad things, create bad gray areas. Yeah. Oh, and they and they and they use those words. And I tell people all the time: brand new cars weep and seep. Right. Brand new cars, brand new engines, brand new power steering pumps, brand new. They seep and they weep. That doesn't mean that the oil hits the ground. A lot of times, it's designed that way to, like on a rack and pinion, we're going to seep a little bit of oil on those two big hydraulic shafts that go in and out on the left side, our right side. It's because we want to lubricate them and we want to keep the dirt off the seal. Right. So we're going to leak a little bit there. We're going to weep a little bit there. So I say to her, whenever you go in for one thing, just have them write it down. Anything they find in addition to that, have them write it on the bill and give you an itemized statement. They wouldn't do that. So then the next day, the check engine light comes on. She takes it back. They clear the code. They give it back to her. The next morning, she starts it up, and the check engine light is on again, and it's an evaporative problem. And I said to her, "Is this? have you had the check engine light on before? And she says, oh, we've never had the check engine light on in 166,000 miles. And I said, okay, well, this looks like something that they gave you yeah. <laughs> because there's no other reason. So take it back to this alignment shop, and now we're going to have them do engine diagnostics. But did you pay with a credit card? Yes. Okay, good. Then take it back and just say to them, 
you can't say it's not your fault until you know what it, it is. is. Yeah, I've Bingo. heard that a million times. Okay, so so if once we know what it is, then we'll know whose fault it is. But unfortunately, the shop has to do that diagnostic for free. And if there's a problem, then take it, take it someplace else, have it fixed. And once we fix it, we'll know whose fault it is. And then and then you can decide how you're going to handle it if it's their fault. You can challenge your credit card and say that they cost you this much money. Blah blah blah. So here's so that dominated a lot of my time over the last week. Another one I have is I have a, a young man named Eric, and he has a Cobalt, a Chevrolet Cobalt. Have you ever heard of porous block problems with the Cobalt or any of the Chevrolets at all? No, the only time I've ever seen it is that Duramax with the head, but that was a, uh, but but that was caused by uh, improper coolant. But that was a okay. porous problem. But no, no, in, in general, no. Okay, Cadillacs have had some problems, and there's three or four years of Cadillacs where they have a porous block, which means the block is like a sponge and it'll leak coolant. It's just got some small holes in it. So as a result of that, he gets on the internet, and this is something that you you want to avoid. Here's the here's the issue. I have a problem, and he takes the drain plug out. He's never overheated his engine. Okay. That's what he says. Okay. But I can get within 20 feet of that motor, and I could tell you whether he's fibbing us or not because right. I could smell it. Right. And you could, too. Yeah. My mother could, too. So he has a, a, an engine full of coolant and water and oil. And then he gets on the Internet, and he finds out that everybody says that the cobalt has a, a porous block. So that must be it. So yeah. he takes it to Chevrolet. He's out of the powertrain warranty. It's a 2009 car. And they won't give him a new $7,000 engine, but they will charge him $7,000 and give him a $1,000 deduction. Okay. But we don't even know what it is yet. Right. But they won't tell him. They just say he needs a new engine, and they won't give him a specific itemized statement. They just say it needs a new engine. But I explained to him that it could be an intake gasket. It could be a head gasket. It could be a timing cover gasket. It could be a thread, a head bolt thread that's cracked causing coolant to wick up through the bolt and go into the oil and lubricating area of the motor. And you can't fix a car based on what people on the Internet say. And so we we buy lots of Jasper rebuilt engines. Mm -hmm. And Jasper, what state are they in? Indiana, right? Indiana? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And and they, they build and rebuild millions of motors and transmissions and differentials. The The issue is this. I call Mike McDonald, the rep, and I ask him, are you aware of any porous engine block problems with the Cobalts in the Chevrolet line? And he says no. And I said, well, would you check with your technical people and call me on Monday? He said, yeah. If they don't know anything about this porous engine block, then this whole blog, which must have 20 different websites on the Internet, when you type in Cobalt, bad block, coolant, that kind of stuff, all of that is just pure BS. Yep. Because what we have here is is we have somebody who said, my car was diagnosed with the porous block, so they sold me a new engine. And in reality, none of that is true, other than the part they sold them a new engine. Right. So, And Jasper would know that because they're taking these engines in on cores right. and rebuilding these engines. So basically, they would be seeing failures in the rebuilt engines based on cores that had this porous block problem, correct? Yeah, and not to mention the fact that I'm sure that when they're done that they're going to pressure test the cooling system to make absolutely sure that there's no, and that would involve pressurizing it to maybe 20 pounds and walking away from it for a while and coming back and having it still have 20 pounds in it and not have bled off anything. So those are the kinds of issues that um, I kind of deal with every day of my life, and I'm happy to help you with those. I'm happy to guide you. I'm happy to offer you advice. I'm happy to 
to tell you what I think and help, happy to help you with um, answering any questions or, or what to ask them when you're answering questions. And when you're asking questions, what questions to ask them. Would you knock that off? What? Are you trying to get the last drop out of that? No. Everybody in the world could hear your straw. No, they can't. Yes, they can. No. Gil, could you hear his straw? Listen to this. Hey, one time. No, no. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> can, it was one, did you, that was one did, time. Did you, did you, Gil, could you hear that? He heard that, yeah. <laughs> well, I I, could. I'm going to take the lid off. <laughs> All right. Nevertheless, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. I know you're always getting after me because I smack my lips on the, when I'm on the mic. But you make so much, you were <laughs> slurping it. You were moving your straw up and down. I could hear you. They okay. could hear you. All right. They're going, what's going on over yeah. there? <laughs> and they don't even know that you haven't changed out of your pajamas yet. That's this right. That's right. <laughs> so... <laughs> Anyway, 602-508-0960. Our website is MarkSalem.com, and we have FAQs there. I don't know, there's 60 or 70 FAQs there. And these each FAQ is made after the same question gets answered on the last 20 or 30 years of radio, since 1988, however many years that is, 22, 32, 33, 34. 33 years of radio, an FAQ that gets made, it's because the questions come up many, many times. And so when you have a question, you can go there and try there first, but there's a link there that you can also send me an email. And for those of you that want to write it down, mark at marksalem.com. We'll be right back. Twitter can get confusing and congested with lots of stuff you don't need or want. So let 960 The Patriots tweets that matter. Vet out all the chirping. We follow the important names and only retweet the information that you want to know about. Get commentary on and retweets from the likes of Bill O'Reilly, The Drudge Report, and Charles Krauthammer, and all of your local politicians and national pundits. We do the legwork, and all you have to do is follow us on Twitter today. Twitter.com slash 960 The Patriots. D&B Auto has been providing honest, quality work at a fair price for the past 20 years. The owners, Dan and Betsy Glauber, have been at the same location for all of those 20 years. They are located at the southwest corner of 27th Avenue and Maryland. People go to D&B Auto because they have been referred by other happy customers who say they will not take their vehicles anywhere else. They have been on Mark Salem's best car repair shops list for years. D&B Auto is a member of the BBB, ASA, and have ASE certified technicians. They work on both foreign and domestic vehicles. If you live anywhere near 27th Avenue in Maryland, give them a call at 602-249-2103. They will even give you a ride to and from your home or office. D&B Auto has been providing honest, quality work at a fair price for the past 20 years. The owners have been at the same location for all of those 20 years. Give them a call at 602-249-2103. The Hugh Hewitt Show. I went to the physical therapist today because it turns out going on a cruise ship and getting on a catamaran is actually very bad for uh, piliformis syndrome or whatever that thing is called that I've got. And so... Yeah, cortisone is in my future. Let me just put it that way. But I am getting worked on by the physical therapist. And he's hurting me because physical terrorists are physical therapists. And so in the middle of his hurting me, you know what he says to me? He said, you know what the best part of your show is? I said, what? I'm thinking he's going to say Mark Stein or your interviews. He says, the half hour after Friday's show when Dwayne talks to Lila. Now, that's actually not part of the show. 
That's the after show that is available only to subscribers of the universe. But I realized at that moment, it dawned on me, that producer Dwayne has been organizing a coup in the after show. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Afternoons at 3, right before Mark Levin at 6. On Intelligent Talk 960. The Patriot. Welcome back to The Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, couch purring, bed leaping, and of course, companionship. Wonderful. And what breed would you say Nico is? I'd have to go with a tabbyish Persian kind of mix. Tremendous cat. I'd also like to point out her coat's wonderful mix of colors. Is it black, gray, gray, black, brown? Somewhere in between. Indeed. You know, it's always special when we get to see a cat like this. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And how she's so incredibly cute in her indifference to commands. A strong-willed feline. Ah, and see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. I know. Fantastic cat. Fantastic indeed. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit the shelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. This nation will remain the land of the free only so long as it is the home of the brave. 960 The Patriot. 960 The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark, and Alan's sitting here next to me, and we're here at your service, 602-508-0960. Let me tell you about IMM Auto Service, and I'll tell you why he's one of my really good friends, and, and it's because he can fix cars that I struggle with. You see, David at IMM Auto Service has been around since 1972 when I met him. They work on domestic imports, but they specialize in Saabs, Volvos, Fiats, and Alfa Romeos. Those cars... The sight of them causes even serious senior gray-haired technicians to quake in their boots. Now, oil changes and spark plugs, pretty simple. But when they come in and you hit the gas and the radio station changes, that's going to be a game changer for most of us. But David at IMM, which is IMM Auto Services in Tempe, he loves Volvos, Saabs, Fiats, and Alfa Romeos, and really anything in the domestic or import line, and he'll let you know when he's not the very best guy. He prioritizes your work for you, so you need to have this done someday soon, but this can wait for the next year. That's what prioritize means. He offers you to-the-penny estimates, and he gives you a 12-month, 12,000-mile warranty. He's close to ASU. He's just south and east of the uh, 101 and the 202, right between Mesa, right between the triangle of Scottsdale, Mesa, and Tempe. That's IMM Auto Service. Beth, good morning to you. How can we help you this morning? Um, yes, I bought a brand-new Nissan NV, and the exhaust smells really potent, really bad, and it has from day one. And I'm worried that I brought it in once. They said, oh, there was a bag underneath it that I don't think there really was. And I'm worried they're just going to keep giving me the runaround. Um, okay. and, and It it's doesn't a, smell right. It's really okay. potent and strong. All right. Now, let's talk about the smell. Is the smell a sulfur smell? I don't know how to describe it. It smells... Um, is, is the... Is, is more it, chemical. 
maybe more of a chemical. Is it? Is this a diesel? No. Okay. 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 The the thing that it's not uncommon for us to find all kinds of stuff wrapped around the exhaust on cars and trucks, and I wish they would have let you seen the plastic bag that was on your exhaust, because we can spend a lot of time with grinders and and knives scraping off plastic bags and lawn chairs, and you can't believe the some of the stuff that's we found underneath cars, but there is nothing that's going to make that smell better until it finishes burning that stuff off. And the very best thing that you can do, and, and, and I'm going to assume, Beth, that the smell started just before the plastic bag was identified. Is that true? You know, I smelled it the day we bought it, which I thought okay. uh, All right. When we were test driving, I even smelled it. Okay. Did, can you smell it at 60 miles an hour? No, just when I'm and I'm outside my car. Okay, okay, all right. And, 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 and I, the truth is what I want, and, and here's why I ask that. At 60 miles an hour, anything from the windshield backward, you're not going to smell. But anything underneath the hood, you will. But when you t And then your answer was totally correct. When I'm stopped, I can smell it, and that's because we don't have air pushing it to the back of the car anymore. So this is what I would do if I were you. I would take it somewhere else and say to them, do you have another garage that you've patronized for years? Yeah, I have another one. Okay, take it to him and just say, would you be so kind as to look underneath my car and see if you see anything that's causing a burning smell that I smell? I've been told that they peeled off a plastic bag um, when I took it into the dealer. Then if he looks underneath there and he finds remnants of that, then you have two choices. You can have him, you can say to him, can you grind that off a little bit better? Can you remove more of that plastic? But in reality, if you just hopped in with a couple of your girlfriends and went to the to the outlet malls down in Casa Grande and back, it'd be gone by the time you got back. <laughs> so, it's been about a month that it's been smelling. Well, I know, but we need to burn it off, which means we yeah. need some sustained speed for a long period of time. So, I mean, it, it'll go away if you went to Flagstaff and back. It'll go away if you w went up to uh, Payson or, or Mormon Lake or, you know, if you went to Williams to the Grand Canyon. I mean, it'd be gone by the time you got back. It's just a matter of we're reheating it and then we're cooling it off. We're heating it and cooling it off, and what we want to do is burn it off. Okay. So, um, and if it's an exhaust thing, it won't happen first thing in the morning. You won't smell it till the motor warms up. And so in the morning when you walk out, you don't smell it. And when you start it up, you don't smell it. But the first stop, you can smell it. And all those symptoms match perfectly to something that's uh, melting on the exhaust. Okay. All righty. Good luck to you, Beth. Right. Thank, Thank you very you. much. And Steve, you're up next. How can we help you? Hey, I've got a uh, solution for that problem. You step on the gas and the radio station changes. Okay. A gallon of gas and a mash. <laughs> no, but I got a friend. He's got a uh, Ford Focus. It's got 112,000 miles on it. Uh, he got, had a problem with it getting hot, so he changed the thermostat. It didn't help it. He flushed the radiator. That didn't help it. He went as far as to change the radiator. It was still doing it. He changed the water pump, and it's still doing it. Okay, like hold, on, hold on, hold yeah, on, hold okay. on, hold on. Okay. I don't, I don't care about any of that. Let me ask you some questions. Um, when you say overheat, I want to know where the needle was on, at the gauge. I want to know if it's quarter, half, three-quarter, or in the red zone, or flirting with the red zone. Do you know the yeah. answer? And see, I don't know. Like he says, the gauge gets up to hot, it moves up when it stops, but then when he gets going again, it'll go back down. Like okay. I said, I don't know where it's at, but I'm thinking maybe a fan clutch? or. Well, let's talk about this out loud. Okay. Yeah, okay. It, first of all, 
it's 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 entirely normal for a focus to get up to three quarters or a little bit past before the electric cooling fans turn on. Okay. Okay. So we want that to happen. We want it to be three quarters or a little bit past on the gauge. Then we turn the cooling fans on, whether you're stopped or whether you're moving. And then we're going to cool it down. And when it gets just over the half mark, we're going to shut the cooling fans off. We want the engine to run between half and three quarter. Okay. Oh, and and what happens is is people think that they want to run less than half, and so they spend a lot of money chasing something that's really not there. Right. And and it, it is appropriate, and the motor gets better fuel economy, and that's why motors are lasting two and three and four hundred thousand miles. Remember, in the '60s and the '70s, maybe you were around then. We we rarely had a motor that made 125,000 miles. We were doing valve jobs at 50, 60, 70,000 miles, and it's right. because we were running the engines at 180, and we were sludging them up, and we were tearing them up. But today we have such superior oil, and we're running them hotter because we want cold air coming into the engine, but we want the engine running 220 or higher. So in his particular case, now if you go to if you go to MarkSalem.com and you look at it, I think it's FAQ 19. It talks about if you stop and the temperature starts climbing, it's not going to be a fan clutch. It's it's it could be a fan clutch that's not locking up, but it's likely to be electric cooling fans that are not turning on. So And then once you start moving through the air and you accelerate to 35, 45 miles an hour, then the air is running across the condenser and the radiator, and that cools the engine off. The cool yeah. cools the cooling system off. Uh-huh. So in his case, he tell him to do this. I need to know if the same thing is happening both with and without the air conditioning, because here's why. The fan, when the air conditioning is off, the fan is on a separate switch. It comes on and goes off depending on coolant temperature. Uh-huh. It could have two fans too, by the way. And then you, when you turn on the air conditioning, oftentimes the air conditioning will take control of one of the two fans and turn it on all the time. So he says, you know what? When I got the air on, it doesn't have that big of a needle swing. But when I got the air off, it has a much bigger needle swing. That typically means cooling fan one is not working, or the switch is bad, or the relay is bad, or the, blow, or the motor itself is bad. Or it could be I the brought, harness. Yeah, I brought that up to him, and I said, well, maybe the fan clutch. He says, well, when I turn the air on that he can hear it click and the fan engaging. Okay, so like, but he doesn't have a fan clutch then. He has an electric cooling fan if that's happening. Right, and that's what he was saying, that's got electric cooling. And the whole thing started, what he got doing this was his air condition wasn't cold. So he okay. started doing all this, and I'm saying, well, the stuff you're doing has nothing to do with your air conditioner, but at least you've gone through your whole cooling system, and those are some things you don't have to worry about now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk more about that. Do you, stay on if you have anything else. But other than that, we've we got to take a break, and when we, when we come back, we're going to finish answering your question. Not all repair shops are the same. Mark knows the best shops, and two of them have just been presented the Better Business Bureau's International Torch Award for Business Ethics, Tony's Auto Service Center, and 25th Street Automotive. That's nothing short of amazing. These two shops know cars, but they care about the families they serve, our community, and the environment. They hire the best and stand behind their work with an ironclad warranty. Mention this announcement and receive a special discount on your first visit. For Tony's Auto Service Center at 56th Street in Thomas, call 480-945-7788 or go to Tony'sAutoServiceCenter.com. That's Tony'sAutoServiceCenter.com. And for 25th Street Automotive at Indian School and 25th Street, Call 602-955-2637 or go to 25thstreetautomotive.com. That's 25thstreetautomotive.com. Either way, definitely two shops you can trust to do what's right. 
Nobody likes to be in debt, and that's why it's usually not wise to borrow money. But if your air conditioner calls it quits in the middle of summer and you don't have cash on hand, what are you going to do? Mike Aliyah here again from Benefit Air to give you the best solution to a difficult problem because sometimes we have to make tough choices in life with money issues and we need all the help we can get. Because Benefit Air is a train comfort specialist dealer, we have access to financing terms that other dealers can't even come close to. What if you could get a brand new train system complete with a full 10-year parts and labor warranty for a low monthly payment? And what if a large portion of that monthly payment would be offset by the savings in your energy bill? And what if the energy savings over the life of the system was actually equal to or more than the cost of the system? At Benefit, we want to help you out of a tight spot by offering payment options that are affordable while providing you with a wise investment that can save you money for years to come. Call Benefit today to find out more about the financing options for a new high-quality train system that you can afford. 602-840-9229 or visit us on the web at BenefitAir.com. Experience the benefit of using Benefit Air. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, tail-wagging, backyard-hanging, and, of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier-hound, chihuahua-looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. Mm, I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring, a white, gray, brown, black brindle, simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 602. If you want to join us, we've got three lines available right now. We've got Bob and Doris on, and they're going to stay right there. We're going to finish up with Steve real quick. But let me tell you about Automatic Transmission Exchange. Phil over at Automatic Transmission Exchange has been at 40th Street in Washington, I don't know, since 1968. When you drive by there, you're going to look at it and say, that place has been here a long time, and that's because Phil has been there since 1968. Phil knows the old-time transmissions. So those of you with older cars in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, Phil knows those like the back of his hand. However, the fundamentals don't change. Where before we used to shift your transmission one way, and now we do it electronically, it's still the same. 
Phil understands old ones and new ones. He's really smart. He's got enough gray hair to make you feel really, really comfortable. And he's been working on cars for a very long time, and their trained transmission experts know exactly what it takes to make one work and what it takes to fix a problem and diagnose the specific problems. So if you're in Central Phoenix area or really anywhere and you have a transmission problem, then stop by Automatic Transmission Exchange. We call it ATE, and they're located at 40th Street in Washington in Phoenix. Hey, Steve. Yeah. Um, w with respect to if he has two electric cooling fans, there's it's entirely possible we need, well, we there's not possible. We need both of them working when the air conditioning's on. Even to complicate matters more, he could have one fan that's controlled by both the air conditioning and the, and the temperature switch. He can have two fans. Then he can have a fan with two speeds, and then he can have two fans with two speeds. Nice. So he has to have a wiring diagram. He has to understand what he's looking for. But right. it sounds like, I agree with you, it sounds like he has a fan problem. But if all he's doing is if he's still in the parameters between a half and three quarters and he sees a variation in the needle, then he might be chasing his tail. So okay, yeah, that, talk that to him about the gauge good. first. All righty? One other quick thing he that he had mentioned when he uh, changed the thermostat, he then flushed it, and he was talking about well the flush sometimes sometimes might mess with the thermostat because the chemicals in the flush. But I said, well, you know, yeah, and really in this temperature, could he just take the thermostat out and run without it? But no. I guess the car has one in it; it's in there for a reason. So. Well, and it's an emission control device, and, and plus, if he takes the the uh, the, uh, trans or the thermostat out, his gas mileage is going to plummet because it's going to bring the temperature of the coolant down. So now it, it thinks oh, that this okay. car's in Alaska during the winter time, <laughs> and it's going to overfuel the engine, which is going to plug up the catalytic converter, and we're going to go from no thermostat to about a thousand dollar bill within a month. Thanks for your help, guys. Okay, thank you very much, Steve. Bob, good morning to you. How are you? someone was in the market for a new car and their number one priority was longevity, like they wanted to try to get close to 500,000 miles and their, you know, their car is not a fashion accessory. They don't want to trade it in in two years and they want a reasonable cost of ownership. What, what car would you recommend? I, I can't. There's 578 models of cars out there. And give me give me like three of the ones that you think. Let me comment on, on give me three on the menu. Say a diesel Volkswagen Jetta. Uh, you know what? I, I'm sorry to go ahead. <laughs> yeah, be nice, be we nice. we've seen a lot of uh, accessory issues with Volkswagens. Not so much as the engines. Just seems like everything around them <laughs> is bad. I, I I'm going to be as nice as he is. No, on the Volkswagen diesel okay, Jetta. Okay, next. Okay, next. A two-door Honda Accord with a V6 and a manual transmission. That's that's high on my list. Yeah, I that's would. that's high on my list. Now, let me also remind you: half a million miles depends on you. Never overheat it. You change right. your oil in somewhat of a regular fashion, and you do your normal maintenance somewhat in a regular fashion. And because the engines that we replace, and we replace one or two engines a week. Yeah. 95% of them have been overheated, and they tried to make it home or to the next gas station. Okay, so the tow bill, the, the absence of, I'm going to have a $150 tow bill, cost them an engine. The other 4% are, somebody's run it low on oil and just ignored the engine knocking until it seized up. 1% of the engines that we do, and I don't even remember when the last time we saw an engine that was worn out at three or four or 500,000 yeah, no. miles. We see those high mileage cars, 
and we service those high mileage cars. But the death knoll on an engine today is you overheat it or run it low on oil. 99 out of 100 engines that are replaced are done because of that. But the VW Jet is not even on my list. And I like no. the hunt. I like the Honda Accord V6. Go ahead. Okay, that's it. I mean, most people just get tired of bringing their car in for all the other stuff. Yeah. I mean, the engine is going to last. Well, there's there's some other ones. The Nissan's got a little four cylinder. I, I think the four cylinder is going to cost you less money down in, in the long run, both in fuel economy and in maintenance. So even a Honda, even a small Chevrolet, or a small the, the, the small Chrysler, the small Ford, anything with a small four cylinder with an automatic or a manual. Those are all good cars. Um, the Toyota. Honda, Toyota, the Honda, Toyota, uh, Nissan to some extent. Um, the Volvo, you're going to spend a little bit more money, and that's going to be a status symbol kind of car. But the Volvo is a long-lasting car. Um, even even the small pickup trucks in the same kind of line are going to be same. But if if you're at, let me change your question. Four-cylinder, probably an automatic, because the automatic is going to pay for itself because the clutch is going to cost. Uh, two-thirds of an automatic transmission plus the clutch is going to be out of there by a hundred thousand miles and your transmission could go 200 easy so i'd go with an automatic and i'd probably go with a four-cylinder and i'd probably go with something that has pretty high ratings with consumer reports EVT though right say that again a constant velocity transmission that no no that does not fit in the a category at all you don't want a cvt no no but no. more cars are going to that, though, right? That, that That's fine. We'll get to the point where Mark likes CVTs, constant velocity transmissions, that have no gears. It's it's just a, an overrunning clutch, and it just has one speed, and it automatically kind of shifts internally, but you can't feel it. But the CVT that we have today in the Honda line is only available in one place. Nobody's rebuilding them. Nobody knows how to rebuild them. They don't even represent 1% of the market. Nobody's going to buy all the necessary technical equipment in order to diagnose and set the pressures and fix those things. So you're stuck with just a very, very expensive aluminum transmission inside of a crate, and that's the only option you've got. That only one person can work on. And that only one person in the world can work on, and nobody knows their name. So we're going to take a break, but thank you for bringing that up. And Doris, you hang on. You'll be my first caller on the other side of the break. Thank you. Hi, I'm Dan Davis, and I want to introduce you to Bob Jones and my friends at Quality Transmission Service. A lot of people are hanging on to their cars to save money, but driving an older car means you'll eventually need repairs. If it's a bad transmission, you could be left stranded, and that's a pretty helpless feeling. But help is a phone call away. Quality Transmission is family-owned and operated and has been serving the Valley since 1977. Bob is all about quality, and he's been doing the right thing his entire life. Eagle Scout, two tours of Vietnam, and the very first winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. At Quality Transmission Service, every overhauled transmission comes with a two-year, 24,000-mile nationwide warranty. Quality Transmission is AAA approved, rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau, and is a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix. So for all your automotive transmission needs, call Quality Transmission Service. Quality Transmission Service, getting you back on the road. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday, historian Dr. Steve Carroll returns with his essential Dateline Middle East news analysis and commentary. Learn about the essential news from the Middle East. Dr. Carroll's presentation is not to be missed. Please spread the word about this very important show. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. 
In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a free cursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. I started my adventure as an aerospace medical technician. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. Satellite system operator. As a space systems operator. And I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration. We team. deliver the world's timeliest environmental intelligence data. Flying to Afghanistan, bringing wounded warriors back to Germany. We take care of injured personnel on a daily basis. And then flying them from Germany back to the States. As a member of the Thunderbirds, I get to be a part of a team that passes on the message of the United States Air Force Reserve to the U.S. and the world. It's a very exciting career. One of the greatest things about the Air Force Reserve is all the different opportunities. The training in the Air Air Force Reserve is second to none. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. The Air Force Reserve actually paid for my education, which allowed me to commission. That was definitely a bonus. Probably the most exciting thing I've done is support humanitarian relief operations in places like Haiti. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. Being able to travel. I enjoy the getaways that I get, and I enjoy the camaraderie and fellowship I share with all my unit mates. We're really close-knit. We're unique. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. Welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Mark and Alan here at your service. We're here to help you out with car questions and car problems. We've got three lines open. Doris is first, and we're going to take Doris right after I tell you about Thompson's Auto Repair. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing has been providing expert auto and light truck repair and maintenance services to the people in Mesa since 1970. Their ASE certified technicians are there to provide you with the highest level of automotive service, followed up with friendly reminders to let you know when they think your car is due for service. Now, they don't know what your mileage is, so they're going to go by months. So it's it's just an opportunity for you to look at the document and say, okay, I'm not quite ready yet, and for you to file it appropriately. So Thompson's Auto Repair <clears throat> is owned and operated by Brian and Thelma a nice couple. You only need to meet them to know that they're a nice couple that can be trusted. And they promise you one thing. They're going to treat you and your car exactly as if you were their mother or their father. And they assure me they love their mothers and fathers. <laughs> so if you're really looking for a good garage and you're in Mesa, may I suggest Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. They're on Main Street just east of Stapley on the south side of the road. On Main Street just east of Stapley on the south side of the road. Good morning, Doris. How are you today? How can I'm, I help you? I'm doing well, thank you. I have a 2011 Toyota Camry, and I started hearing a rattling underneath, and I thought it was a door open. So I took it in, and of course it wasn't the door or the seatbelt. I took it into the dealer. They looked underneath, and they said, oh, well, there's some panels under there, and we tighten them up. So I'm driving, and I hear the sound again. And I brought it back in, and now they are, what they're recommending is a strut with strut mounts. And there's only a little bit over 27,000 miles on my vehicle, and so I have a hard time believing that's what it is. 
Okay, let's talk about the symptoms real quick. Let me give you the 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 uh, the noise underneath the car. If it's involved in a shield problem, you can sit still in neutral or park, and you can kind of rev the motor up and down gently or up and down abruptly, and you can hear the noise. Okay. Okay. That's going to be a shield issue. There's lots of heat shields underneath the car, and they have a tinny kind of sound to them. And you can make it happen with the car sitting still. Okay. Now, if it's a strut and an upper strut mount problem, then it only is when the car is moving, and it's only when you're not driving smoothly. It's only when you hit a bump, and there's a thump, a thump. And typically, that's all you're going to hear is two quick bumps in a row, thump. Which one of those do you think it is? It's the second one. Okay. But it's not as a thump. It's like a rattle. Okay. Now, it could, that could be so many things. I'm with you. At 27,000 miles, I can't imagine that you need both front shocks, both front struts. Mm -hmm. And the upper strut mount is an, an, an incorporated thing. L let me ask you this. Do you have anybody that you, that you ride with normally in the car? Uh, yeah, you know, if I have my passengers, sometimes they hear it and sometimes they don't. Okay, now here's what you got to do, is learn how to make it happen. Okay. Then you drive and listen, and then have someone else drive, and you sit in the passenger side. The question is, is which side uh, is it on? Okay. Now, I think you need to get a second opinion. Where do you live? I live uh, Central Phoenix, around 19th <gasps> Avenue in Glendale. Um, what avenue in Glendale? 19th Avenue. Okay. How about 27th Avenue in Maryland? Oh, that's not far from me at all. Okay. That's DNB Auto. Do you have a, f a pencil I can uh, give you a phone okay. number? Yes. Okay, 602-249-2103. That DNB Auto stands for Dan and Betsy. It's a married couple. And I think um, this is what I would like you to say. I Mark Salem suggested that I stopped by, and um, and he's hoping that you'll take a test drive with me. And I think between the two of us, we can get this noise to happen in the front end of the car, and I would like your opinion on it. Okay. And 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 then if Mark Salem says if the bill's going to be over, um, if the checkout just to go drive with me is more than 500 to bill him. <laughs> and, and, that's, I hope that's a joke. It is. <laughs> they'll know, okay, oh, my goodness. <laughs> but see, they'll laugh like you're laughing. Okay. Like, what? <laughs> so, so you you go, let's get a second opinion. It's entirely possible that you do have an upper mount that's come apart. Okay. But that does not necessitate both front shock absorbers <laughs> and both front mounts. And it's very uncommon for a Camry, a Toyota, to have an upper mount come apart 27,000 miles. But maybe it did. Yeah. And if it did, let's just put the upper mount on there. That's all. Okay, so that wouldn't mean the upper mount is something different than a strut? Well, the strut actually is the upper mount holds the strut in place. And when the okay. upper mount goes bad, it allows the strut to move around a lot. So you can replace just the strut or just the upper mount or both of them. But I'm suggesting we just fix what's broken and forget about all that other, all that other guessing. Okay. Okay? Because we did take it for a, a drive. So they can see it at the dealer, but I don't. I don't even know if they heard what I heard. Okay, and then another thing too is, is if let's assume that they are right and it's up in the front end of the car, mm -hmm. then Mark, have you have ever heard of anybody having a collision or a crash because they let their front struts get really bad? And the answer is, is one out of a billion cars, yeah. 
And then Mark would say to you, Doris, this is one of those things, because of what you're telling me, I'm quite sure this is a noise, and I'm quite sure it'll get worse and easier to find, and I'm also quite sure that there's nothing I can think of in the front end of that car that matches the symptoms that you described that's that's going to cause you to be hurt. Oh, okay. Okay? So that's uh, that's an important consideration. It's maybe a path of... I would still get a second opinion real quick. Sure, I definitely. But but the path is is let's wait till it gets worse and easier to find. Okay, thank you very much. Right. Oh, one more question sure. about this. You know, speaking of accidents, I did have I was well kind of sideswiped in the rear, and there was some strong body damage where I had to go into the collision repair, and they had to do a whole lot of repair and replacement. Uh, would that have anything to do with this? Well, rattling? how long ago was that? Oh. Three years ago. Okay. It's too late f- for us to exercise our um, our muscle on that okay. because there's too many miles, too many months. Sure. But, but it is possible that something that's wrong with the car is related to that repair, and that repair should have a warranty with it. Okay. So you, in the, in the event, and the, and the body shop, who... Do you remember who the body shop was that did the repair? Yeah, it was over on Camelback and I think 12th Street. Okay. Lovitz? I think it's just south of Camelback. Okay. It's right was, where all those dealers are over there. Okay. All right. E- dig up the receipt so that you have the receipt so once we diagnose the problem you can look on the receipt or have the shop look on the receipt and see if your part is listed and if that's the case then you would go back to them and ask them if there's any warranty oh, left okay okay well gosh thank you very much oh you're welcome Doris thank all you right, for, take care uh-huh okay. bye-bye and Steve you're up next buddy how can we help you uh thanks Mark uh, I have a 2007 Lexus ES350 the original warranty was six years 70,000 miles I bought the car in uh, 10 with 33,000 miles. I now have 60,000 miles, and it's one year out of warranty. And I took it to the dealer this week, and he said there's a front timing cover sealant leak. Okay. And, excuse me, it will cost $3,000 to fix because they have to drop the engine and the transmission. I, um, I looked on the Internet, and there's a... Uh, uh, a bulletin on this dating way back to 07. This was a new engine, and they've obviously had a problem. The dealer called Lexus, and they said that they were willing to give me $500 toward this purchase of the uh, of the fix. So, in your opinion, what do you think Lexus's obligation is under this problem? Okay, you're not going to like my answer. Well, maybe I should hang up. Then. <laughs> no, no, you don't have to hang up. I'm not going to beat you up. Um, I deal with this every day of my life as an expert. Told you. Okay. Um, a warranty is to the original purchaser. No, I bought it. When I bought it, it was at Lexus. Uh, okay. No, 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 no. Heard you, the warranty thing. I, I know. But the original manufacturer's warranty is to the original purchaser. The original who, who bought it when it had zero miles on it. Okay. And th- they don't have any obligation to any subsequent owners except for the warranty. Now, it's just as unacceptable to ask you to ask them to extend the warranty as it is for them to ask you to shorten it. And you've never had a car manufacturer call you up and say, hey, Mark, how's that new Dodge working? Great. How many miles you got on it? 50,000. Well, you know, we got 100,000 on the motor. I know. Well, how about I just duck out of the last 50,000 miles? Let me off the hook for the next 50,000 miles because the motor's working perfectly at 50. And I would say, have you lost your mind? So 
You can't lengthen it. They can't shorten it. You, and there's a deal there. Now, the bulletin says this. A technical service bulletin says, if you have this, look here. That's not a recall. That's not a freebie. That's nothing but a technical service bulletin, a TSB. You cannot demand, it's not fair for you to demand or anyone to go with a technical service bulletin and insist that this be done to my car for free because a technical service bulletin is described by the initials, technical service bulletin. It's not a recall. It's not anything to do with free work. And I have two comments. Number one, I would bid this work somewhere else. I'd bid it, and here's what I'd do if I was you. I'll be real honest with you here. I'd call another dealer, and I would say, there's this little independent shop down the road from me, and uh, he told me I have this oil leak at the front of my motor. And he said he's got to pull the engine and the transmission out to get it out. And he said it's going to cost this much money. Would you uh, fax me over or email me a detailed estimate for you to do this work? When you do that, and you can do it in the reverse way too. You can you call the independent shop and tell them you got a big estimate from the dealer, or you can call the dealer and call them and tell them you got a big estimate from the because we'll work against one another because we are adversaries. So they're gonna work really hard to get your business. If you got a front wheel drive vehicle, and I think you do, um, they're gonna put drop the cradle and, and that's not that big of a deal. Exactly. <laughs> we can we just set four jack stands on, take the front tires off it, set the car down on it, unbolt the thing and lift the the body off the car, boom, 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 we're done. Well, we're not done. It's a little bit more than that, but I'm making silly comments about it, but it's it's good work. The idea is is that we need to ask somebody else to look at it. And you, the real question is, is should I take them up on their $500 or can I beat it by more than that? But but they're, Lexus has done what they're going to do for you. They don't have an obligation to do anything for you because the warranty is over on the car. And to extend it, you can't extend it. They can't shorten it. They know that. I say that to them all the time. Sometimes they want to shorten a warranty because of the absence of maintenance records. I had a, a manufacturer one time say that they were going to void the warranty on a transmission because the cooling system hadn't been appropriately maintained. And I was the arbitrator, so I got to make the decision. And at the end of the day, I wrote him back and said, nah, that ain't going to fly. You haven't proved a tie between the cooling system. It's not that the transmission overheated. It's not that the transmission fluid was burnt. It's not that at all. None of that happened, which would then tie it to the cooling system. The fact of the matter was is we had the failure of an internal component that has nothing to do with the temperature of the fluid. So I'm not going to let you respond to that. That's stupid. Uh, I'm embarrassed that for you, and you are going to fix this transmission for free. That's kind of how sometimes that happens. And sometimes I say the same thing to the customer. In your case, though, I think you are best served by let's get a detailed estimate from a couple of other places and let's see what's going on. They're all going to be doing the same thing. They're going to be taking the front of the motor apart and resealing everything on the way out. And if there's a timing chain, maybe you want to put on, maybe you don't. If there's a belt, let's do it then. If there's a water pump, let's do it then. If there's accessory belts, let's do them then. If there's upper and lower radiator hoses and there will be, let's do it then because the labor's all taken care of when the motor hits the ground. So all you pay for is the additional parts because I take the old belts off, I put the new belts on, there's no additional labor. It's just the cost of the belts. So those are the things that you should be looking at. Good luck to you, Steve. Whatever you think, whatever happens to you, good luck to you. And, uh, and remember, TSB, Technical Service Bulletin, um, that's really all they are. And you can't change the definition of one of those um, to 
to anything other than a technical service bulletin. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We want to say that we'll be back in just a few minutes, and give us a call if you have a car question. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.